welcome to the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. Okay, hello, welcome to episode 491 of the Self-Help Podcast with me, Ed Lamb, and my good pal, Sean Offord. How are you, Sean? I'm very good, and here we are in this luxurious situation. We are. Also. For the first time, we're actually recording in your uh, in your camper van. Yeah, in my little camper van. So, um, yeah. we're parked up near my house, but we, I've got some uh, work going on in our in our place with a heating system, so uh, there's all sorts of noises going on there, so uh, yeah. this is a good little spot to do it, isn't it? Yeah. So you're going to have to keep us in, in touch over these next uh, few months with you. You've had a heat pump fitted. Well, it's, you've just seen yeah. it get come off the lorry. So. Yeah, yeah. So the, the issue is going to be, uh, if it's successful for you, it could be successful for me and for the listeners. Well, that's. I'm trying to be yeah. a bit of an early adopter with this yeah. stuff. Our boiler was on the way out a little bit, struggled through the winter a little bit. Um, and the government are chucking money at people to get heat pumps. So I thought, oh, I'll give it a go and... Mm. Done a lot of research, and uh, it's a pretty standard and three-bed end terrace we've got. You know, no, you know, mm. it's fairly efficient little house, but reasonably well insulated, but nothing too crazy. Mm. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, it'll get switched on tomorrow. With the, we won't really find out till the winter how it copes, yeah. copes with some real cold weather. But um, mm. yeah, most people that have them installed are, are more than happy with them. So mm. it's all about getting them set up properly. Really, I think. And, mm. Um, but I will keep you posted. Yeah. Because I think it is the future of heating in the UK. Let me spin this around. It sounds like the guys that are doing it for you um, are um, people that are taking a lot of aftercare responsibility to make sure it works right. Yeah. So the, the thing That's to good. know is it's not just a plug and play. You don't just ditch your boiler and whack it in. Mm. It, it quite often will work with your existing radiators and pipe work. But you need to spend time setting it up correctly from what I've, I've read and learned mm. and obviously the, the more the better insulated your house the more efficient it will be as well and the less electricity you'll use so mm. um, yeah that's stuff that we can work on in the, in the years ahead as well but yeah yeah, yeah it's sort of quite exciting really and um, yeah mm. we'll see how it goes but I won't bore everyone with too much with all that but uh, I'll, I'll keep you posted we're talking today about toxic friendships uh, again, we've had an email from a listener. Um, I think we've probably discussed this at some point over the years, but it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, so we'll come on to that. You're going to write a blog post to accompany this. Yeah, yeah. As ever. Uh, Liveinthepresent.co.uk uh, for all the show notes and links uh, and all the previous episodes. But um, yeah, how are you doing, Sean? You've been away and I've been away. Yeah, yeah. We were due to go to Paris, but because of the uh, train strikes, we were going on the Euro Tunnel, but we couldn't do it because we were... Um, stuck on the, on on the, stuck in the Wirral and couldn't get down to London. Yeah, it. Yeah, which is a pain. So yeah. we, we went to the Cotswolds and that was great. Cotswolds is lovely and it was really nice to get away for a long weekend. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, uh, I have been to the Cotswolds but just once and. Uh, it is gorgeous down there. Yeah, I've seen lots of photos. Obviously, mm. it looks idyllic spot, mm. but. Um, yeah, we'll try and get back there at some point. We've been away as well. We managed to get on our trains just fine, yeah, luckily. Yeah. And we've been off to the Netherlands again on a little family yeah. holiday. So, yeah. Yeah. After our trip last year, 
Yeah, which was for that, fabulous. For that little event where you weren't mm-hmm. too well, but we still did lots of walking and uh, yeah, yeah. a bit of cycling as well. Didn't I didn't realise how ill I was when we went there. It was yeah. only when we got back, <laughs> I discovered. Uh, so we returned with the family and, um, yeah, we got the Eurostar across straight into Amsterdam and we stayed in a little smaller city called Harlem, just to the west um, of Amsterdam, which So was that beautiful. must be Harlem, you know, like... And when you go to America, you had kind of New York, and you have all those. So Harlem, yep. over in New York, must be named after Harlem in Europe. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And Brooklyn is Brooklyn. That was a Dutch town. In fact, New York was yeah. called New Amsterdam. Until, At one point, yeah. So yeah. until the Brits came, and I think they struck yeah. a bit of a deal yeah. to change the name of that famous city. Yeah. But uh, just gorgeous. Yeah. Just gorgeous time. You know, so we spent a bit of time in doing city stuff in Amsterdam. And then mm. quite a bit of time out in the rural spots and went to yeah. the beach one day as well. So, Yeah, photographs look, look amazing. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Great time of the year to do it. Not too hot, yeah. not too cold and all that. Mm. And kids loved it. So you highly recommend a trip to the Netherlands if you can. Um, and just to have a bit of an explore. Mm. Very good. But back here now, I'm back to it. Um, so yeah, thanks Helen for a suggestion this, suggesting this topic around friendship. Around friendship, because we know friendship is an important thing you know we all have hopefully a good circle of friends but sometimes relationships kind of come to a bit of a natural end and sometimes they can become quite toxic so i guess the question is that uh how do we kind of well a avoid it if possible um, and then i guess if it does get to the point where you need to cut your losses and go what's the best way to to negotiate an exit sean well it's interesting this because i was thinking about it more and more and most of what you deal with in psychotherapy you could describe as toxic relationships you know that very often people have a problem either in the relationship with themselves which can be quite toxic but also with other people whether that's relationships mm. or whether it's at work i mean i do quite a lot of mediation type stuff in in the workplace um as well as doing couples work um, yep Indeed, we're now moving into Thropple's work, which is fun. Wow. Um, but they, it's very topical at the moment because we have things like Boris has just resigned and then other politicians, MPs, have resigned along with him because their noses are put out of joint because their relationships with other people in the system were toxic. Yeah. And, and then there's tos- toxicity between Boris and Rishi um, and they're slagging each other off, or <laughs> Boris particularly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's without looking at all the Trump stuff. There's a lot of toxic relationships around, and we see it all the time, do we? But who was um, Amber Heard and what's his face? Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, yeah. Yeah? You know, that was very public, wasn't it? That toxic that, relationship. The finale. Yeah. It was, yeah, I know. Yeah. So, yeah, and then we've got that big grand scale stuff, and I guess that kind of relates to workplace not so much amber heard and johnny depp but like trump and fauci and um, boris and his pals yeah and rishi i guess uh they're kind of examples of workplace relationships that have Mm. gone wrong and i guess in some way in some i guess in some respect workplace toxic relationships are sort of easier to um to sort out because um they might reach a point where one of you just gets to the point where you want to find a different job or you get moved to a different department or mm. another section of the business that kind of thing uh, which is sort of relatively easy to do depending on the organization that kind of thing 
But also, there, there, you can have difficulties with things like if you're trying to get out of organisation, getting a reference. Yeah. Because although you're not really allowed to produce a totally negative reference, people can um, do it in such a way that it becomes obvious. Yeah, well, a, f a friend, a contact of mine has just been kind of going through that lately. They've been looking at job applications to come into their organisation and um, some of them have looked a little bit too good to be true and then when you check the references out and then you call the reference you kind of learn you know yeah. not exactly what's gone on but you learn that that person might have been tricky to deal with yeah. not a great team player that kind of thing and that's the little warning signs of um, do not hire this person <laughs> that, that's something that I've become more aware of in different areas where people apply for a job the references come through and then the new potential employer will actually contact um, ex-employers, employees, no employers, yeah, um, so that they can have conversations that are kind of off the record. Right. Um, so that people can say things honestly that they couldn't put in writing. Yeah. And I see that quite a lot now. Must be a tricky one to deal with that. Um... Yeah. I know that in teaching where my wife works, that can be a thing. Sometimes it might just not have worked out at a certain school for a teacher, or, yeah. and then they've, they have to go somewhere else. But yeah, yeah, you've got this kind of paper trail of. And then did the heads ring each other and talk? Yeah, I don't know actually. Kind of stuff, yeah. I don't know, and I'm, maybe you're probably not allowed to, but there's probably back well, channels and it unofficial. The, the, the issue is about what you're allowed to do and what actually takes <laughs> place. So. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that kind of workplace stuff is. Is interesting, and I guess, but I guess it becomes trickier in a personal life point of view if you've got a friend or a family member, even that you might find like it's impossible that you're ever going to be able to shake them off. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I guess, well, we'll talk a little bit about the reasons why the friendship might have gone toxic because people are changing constantly, aren't they? And we're all yeah. constantly growing and that kind of thing, or you know, trying new things out in life, and that can drive wedges between people. Well, I've seen it more and more um, with COVID um, and because people were forced into isolation, um, the people that maintained contact through the isolation yeah. described deeper friendships and people that lost contact described relationships that maybe were a bit more shallow than people realised. Yep. Um, and certainly I found in when I was... Uh, ill and in intensive care, that there were people that came forward to either make sure I was okay or to check out on Re and sort Re out. Mm -hmm. uh, and the people that you thought would that didn't was quite odd, and the people that you didn't realise that that would that did, you know, it was it was quite extraordinary. Like you were quite shocked that I actually bothered to call you. Yeah, I was. Oh God, I was gobsmacked. <laughs> I was speechless. <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean one one of the I don't know I've said this on air before, but one one of the 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 teams I work for in one of the factories where I cover, um, the lads actually said to Re, if you need us to do anything that Sean should be doing, you just shout and we'll send the team lads up. Yeah. Yeah, and that's such a caring, lovely thing to do. Yep. Um, and that wasn't even at like a deep friendship level. Like I knew the guys over time because we worked together, but they were there caring, mm -hmm. and that's something. Um, what we're talking about, like toxicity, comes from 
people maybe have different beliefs or values or falling out for different reasons. But it, it's like, you know, when I go on about if we all look after each other, it'll all be okay. Yep. The toxicity comes from when we're not looking after each other. Yes. And things become not okay. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of sitting here assuming that people will know when they've got a, to- a relationship that's going toxic or gone, gone wrong. People might not even realise. There's an article I found at mindbodygreen.com about um, what to look for in a relationship, about little clues that things might not be right or right. Um, so, because I guess you might not realise that you're in a toxic relationship, might you, a lot of the time? I, the amount of times I've worked with people that didn't know that their relationship wasn't any good until after the person had died. Wow. Yeah, and then they discovered all kinds of things. All kinds in of things terms of, of the way that they were being treated and like maybe the person was... Well, maybe the person had another family. Oh, wow. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, or that there were things like the person had loads of money and they'd scrolled it away different places mm. all that kind of stuff that comes out of the woodwork yeah and I guess when you know you can then start to join the dots about certain other behaviours can't you yeah and, oh, yeah then you're reviewing he or she was very controlling or you know didn't let me do yeah. this that the other was always wanting to go here or and I didn't realise that that was yeah. yeah and then it all becomes clear doesn't it yeah we've got a, in our wider friendship circle a, yeah a, break, a relationship that's broken down and kind of now that you've seen it break break down, um, you can kind of link link back to kind of quite normal stuff at the time that we thought, oh, it's just what was going on. But think, ah, that's why he or she was doing that. Yeah. Ah, that explains this, that, mm-hmm. the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess yeah, read it, have a look at the article because it might help just with with listeners just kind of give a few clues into. Um, yeah, why certain people act in a certain way, and it might give you a little bit of an out or a mm. reason to think about um, whether that friendship is uh, is one that you need to be thinking about. Well, one of, one of the reasons that I see relationships turning toxic, you remember when, when we were running the self development groups, we'd have feedback sessions where you could give someone else feedback, and it could be, you know, what I like about you is, what I don't like about you is, yeah. And all that kind of stuff, but it was it was done from a point of view of positivity, you know? mm-hmm. not necessarily love, but certainly care. Yep. So I'm telling you that you're an arsehole <laughs> because you're an arsehole, and I want to help you not to be an arsehole. That kind of thing. Um, and that issue about feedback is such a powerful gift and such a wonderful thing that you can do for people. But we don't build it into our system. We should build it in a school. Yeah. You know, there should be that learning about it's okay to give people feedback. Well, that's when we learn. With positivity. Yeah, and we learn so much at school, don't we? My lads are off just down the road now in, uh, in the junior school. Um, and it's funny, actually, how fickle is not the right word, but like at that age in the primary school, friends kind of come and go quite quickly. You know, you've mm-hmm. got a different best mate every other week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not completely, you know, they might, you know they've both got friends that they've had the whole way through the primary school mm. but then there's certain other characters that come and go and you know mm. you, you as a parent you kind of watch and uh i think we're quite good actually is like instinctively knowing like um this friend of um so and so won't stick around you just you can just tell that they're kind of it's going to be a short-term friendship mm. and i guess i don't know as we get older maybe it's i guess we're quite good at we have fewer friends as we get older generally don't we mm. 
but maybe the longer we've had a friend, the harder it is to kind of stop being friends with someone. It's cool. Yeah. You just sit. You don't sit next to them for a week or two. Or you don't hang around with them on the playground, and then that's it. <laughs> you, but how, how often do we put up with bad behaviour and negative people? Because it's just you know, oh, that's just Charlie. That's the way Charlie is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and the fact that Charlie's just been really rude and slagged your mother off and whatever else. Yeah. Um, but you put up with it because that's Charlie. Um, and that's rather than giving people the feedback and saying, look, Charlie, when you do that, it makes me feel like this. Is that what you intended? Yeah. You know, and if Charlie says, well, yes, it was, then you can say, well, blow it out your ass, Charlie. That's it. The relationship's over. <laughs> yeah. And uh, my, my um, resource of the week is going to be a, a, a WikiHow article on how to end a toxic friendship. Yeah. Because I guess the easy, the easy thing to do, and probably know this from experience, is to kind of just kind of cut ties and close your eyes and hope for the best. And yeah. maybe I don't know, don't be as responsive to messages or inv- invitations to events, that kind of thing. The article <clears throat> like steers you away from that. It talks about being honest with the other person, uh, not brutally honest necessarily, <clears throat> but being clear about your emotions and why you might not be responding, because. Um, and and also tips around being kind to yourself about it uh, and forgiving yourself and the other person, which is stuff that we talk about all the time. But that, that <laughs> has to be one of the keys, is you have to start with you. Like, you've got to start with that sense about what's my relationship like with myself? Yep. You know, do I love myself enough? Um, because that that's the key to so much of it. Um, the toxicity of relationships, I mean, the amount of times it, it, it's... It's almost, you know, it's not hundreds, but it's a lot of women that I've worked with to get away from difficult men. Right. And very often you've got the, got, they've got kids and you've, you've managed to get them in, in a place of safety. They're in a new building, you know, they're okay. You've got the kids into new schools. Everything's been restarted. Mm-hmm. And then the woman goes and bloody contacts the man that you, you've worked so hard to get away from to get him back in again. Right. And that issue about... Sometimes people believe that they deserve to have a toxic relationship and they deserve to have a negative life. And they will go out of their way to create it. They will find people that are toxic to make them feel normal, which sounds right. mad, isn't it? Because like if someone kicks you up the backside every 15 minutes for years and then they stop doing it, you can feel so odd like something's missing. Yeah. You go and find someone else to kick you up the backside to feel normal again. Yeah, well, people will be saying, that's all right for you guys, especially you, Sean, everything's rosy for you, but you had a really toxic relationship as a child with your, well, with your I, dad. Well, I, I mean, we're talking about, um, you know, getting out of toxic relationships, finishing toxic relationships. I, sadly, in many ways, have nothing to do with any of my family. Right. You know, my brothers and sisters, none of them, all gone. My my eldest was actually asking about that the other day. He listens to our podcast to help him mm. go to sleep, I, I think, in a, ni- in a nice way. <laughs> I hear him chuckling sometimes, you know, yeah. laughing at something we've said. Yeah. I think you're, it's it's quite a cool thing for an 11-year-old to be listening to this show yeah. Yeah. or anything like it. Uh, but he did ask me about you and your mum and dad and brothers and sisters, and he was kind of intrigued as to why you don't speak anymore. And what happened? And because uh, to him it's just unbelievable, you know, that he wouldn't talk to me or mum mm. and his brother, and the wider family. So, uh, but yeah, mm. you've been through all that shit, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. And and in many ways, for whatever reasons, I was the scapegoat in the family. And um, whether it was my sisters or my my father, 
Uh, and and it's weird. This this sounds a completely mad statement to make. I mean, I I left home when I was fifteen because I couldn't cope with them anymore. <laughs> um, but I did get on with my mother, mm. and I did see her afterwards. We did go on holiday together and things like that as I got older. But um, uh, I I probably feel closer to my mother now than I ever felt to her when she was alive. That may sound bonkers, mm. but it's it's like when I refer back to her in my mind or go back through things that we experienced together. I think she was as abused by the situation as I was. Yeah. You know. Um, but she didn't ever get out of it, did she? Or... No, but at that time, when, I mean, she was of an age of a generation where you didn't get out. You mm. know, you, you, it was grin and bear it. You made your bed and all that. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. And, yeah. she, and she did. She made a bed and she laid on it. Yeah, and lots of people will now, even though times have changed. There's, well, there'll be a lot of people still that have that philosophy, don't they? Mm. And, you know, maybe hoping for the best, and one day it'll be better, or mm. one day you'll be dead, something like that. Who knows, man? Uh, no. But it doesn't have to be that way. And yeah, we'll we'll put some links in the show notes to explain how you can uh, spot the warning signs and kind of ease your way out of things without. I, I, and I think that's important too. Is that. If you love yourself enough, you can allow yourself to get out of bad relationships yeah. and not feel like you have to suffer it. Because that's one of the things I, I've learned. You know, pe- people are shocked by the fact that I left over and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, uh, I'm so glad that I did. Because mm. I, I think that I would have kind of, my spirit would have been broken if I'd stayed. Wow. Yeah. yeah, we'll never know. Yeah. Some parallel universe where Sean stayed behind. I wonder, yeah, what, yeah. wonder how he ended yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, mad, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> but it is life. It is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we have options and choices every day, don't we? So uh, mm. you can make the choice easy for us to say again. And I've had, a, I've had an easy run so far, so I haven't got any real negative experiences to call on. But um, yeah, we all have choices every day. And maybe you don't have things to call on because you you, you haven't had that much toxicity in in your life. And I think that very often in families, we're playing past the parcel down the generations. You know, my father, was, for me, wasn't a good person, but then his father wasn't a good person. And I don't know what his father was like, but it was, you know, that stuff was being passed on. Yeah. You know. Mm. Yeah. All right. Um, what's your resource there, Sean? That's got well, a good, actually, it's got a good title for one, from what I can see. Yeah, it's it's the arsehole pandemic, which is very apt to the moment pandemic. But it, it's like it, it's a guide to deleting toxic relationships and how do you heal from. Cool. You know what I mean, the asshole pandemic. All right, yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, that looks a good read. Uh, yeah. I'll link to that WikiHow article that I found, and there's a couple of other notes, uh, articles, and links that I'll put in the show notes as well. Um, so yeah, you happy? I am. All right, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, for more fun and games, and do get in touch. Yeah, there's always stuff to talk about, obviously. But send us a message or a, uh, through the website if you'd like us to discuss something in particular. And by the time we meet up again, we need to meet up in your place so that uh, we can see how you the can, uh, the new system. We can do working. it in sight of this beautifully quiet, efficient heat pump in the garden. Yeah, yeah. Gently generating hot water for us with yeah. minimal fuss. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be fascinating to see. Yeah. All right, yeah. cool. Thanks, Sean. Okay. See Bye you next now. time. Bye.